Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we take a ride with three films about the privileged elite and car crashes. First up, to pay a bribe to a police officer and cover up a hit and run, a teenage Kalki Coquelin agrees to allow her friends to kidnap her and hold her ransom in Bajoy Nabiar's 2011 cult classic, Shaitan. Then Amir Khan plays a detective who crosses paths with Karina Kapoor as he investigates a car crash that has taken the life of a popular actor in Rima Kagti's crime drama Talash, The Answer Lies Within. From 2012. Finally, Vidya Balan plays a popular television reporter who tries to hide from her cook, Shafali Shah, that she is responsible for hitting her daughter with her car and leaving her injured on the side of the road in Suresh Treveni's thriller Jalsa, streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. It's not a funny movie, but... No. It's just... It's a real bummer, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we begin, we'd like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, home to First Nations and Métis people. Matt! Yes. We we are back after a little break. We lived. We lived. We did it. Uh, we went on vacation, and then we came back and we had COVID. Yes. Uh, but it was nice as we sat around uh, recovering from our positive COVID tests uh, to, to watch these movies. I mean, it was more than tests. <laughs> <laughs> the tests were the beginning. Yeah. A bunch of stuff happened afterwards. You were fine, though. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah. I had, I had symptoms. <laughs> Uh, so yes, so we, we are we are recording, we prepared this episode, and we are recording it from the tail end of our COVID isolation. Don't lick this microphone unless you're us. <laughs> Fair enough. I know you wanted to, but uh, uh, yeah. But we had a nice vacation. Yeah, we did. That was good. Yeah. The COVID less so. Yeah, yeah. All right, but we're back at it. Uh, we're talking about movies involving... <laughs> this is a very specific genre you thought up. I think you should call it... Privileged car crashes. Yeah. 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 It's all about privileged people committing crimes, hurting people with cars. Yeah. And, uh... What's the top level in Patalok? And trying to get away with it. Patalok was the bottom level, I think. But, like, the god level? That's these people. Yeah. Anything, Anything you want to say about these films, about this potential genre before we get into it this extremely specific genre you thought up i mean i can't really think of well, any is, it, is, it, is it like a sub genre of like the car movie i the think it's a sub covering up the car crime movie i mean there's a lot of movies about covering up crimes yeah. and a lot of movies about like rich people getting away with things yeah so I think it's in those genres. I don't know if it's a car movie thing. No, the car's it kind isn't. of incidental. Because the cars here aren't the car fetishized is, the way that they are in like car movies. The car is also representing the insular world that the rich people live in. Right. Whereas normal people either like get invited into the car, like in Talash, mm-hmm. or are outside and get smoked by the car. Mm-hmm. So like it's uh it's a metaphor. We're obviously also not talking about The White Tiger, which is another film. Because we already talked about The White Tiger. <laughs> well, no, we never did an episode on it. But uh, we, talked, we talked about it on the uh, year end. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, which is an, like another film that, again, kind of uses these same conceits, these same ideas of, yeah. you know, privileged people. Thinking they can get away with everything. Yeah. And they usually can. Yeah. Getting away with things and not caring about 
the damage that they cause with I mean, it their happens privilege. all the time. Like, even here, yeah. there's a political figure I know. I'm not going to say his name because you got mad at me, but, um, like, he sideswiped a neighbor in his parking lot, and they all yeah. knew who he was. So, mm-hmm. like, and there's a, you know, fairly famous actor as well who has uh, committed vehicular manslaughter. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it is... I can think of more than one pretty famous actor who's committed vehicular manslaughter. Actually, yeah. The one I'm, that, I, I'm assuming you're referring to the Bollywood actor, though. Yeah, and yeah. you're referring to Matthew Broderick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, who I, I... I love Matthew Broderick. I'm, I'm not bringing that up, too. I mean, really, the true villain in all these films is Cars. <laughs> And never learning to drive one is a symbol of being a very honorable person. Mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. I never learned how to drive. Right. <laughs> but, like, yeah, rich people do this sort of shit all the time. They get away with things. Their stupid sons get drunk and uh, crash their cars and hurt people. And, you know, Chappaquiddick. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the urtext here. Yeah, maybe. Do you want to explain what Chappaquiddick is? Uh, there's a recent film called Chappaquiddick, but there's a few things about it. Um, but it's... Uh, uh, it was Teddy Kennedy, right? So... Not John F. Kennedy, not Bobby, but Teddy, their younger brother? I think so. Yeah. Uh, In the late 60s, uh, he crashed a car with a girl in it after a party into a lake, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he got away fine, but the girl died. And it's been kind of like a conspiracy theory talking point for years and um, Mm -hmm. just showing the sort of decadence of uh, American elites. And it's a plot point on Succession as well. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. season of Succession. And yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's the first season, but yeah. I think it's the end of the first season. Is it? Yeah, because the second season he's at the uh, spa trying to get away from it all. Okay. Um, oh, you're right. There's but, lots of uh, um, It's also probably the reason why Teddy Kennedy never became president. Yeah. One of them, because he was actually a fairly radical guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's something that happens all the time. Innocent girls usually die in these sort of things, or guys just walking down the street get hit. It's this idea. So it goes. (laughs) This idea that the powerful and the elite in society don't have to be held responsible for. They're above the law. Their accidents. The law is for little people. And oh, and uh, righteous gemstones. The first season of that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It happens all the time, actually, (laughs) constantly on TV. See, this is yeah. This is a popular trope that you know you could you can develop a subgenre. So our first film is Shaitan, which means devil. Mm-hmm. Came out in 2011, directed by Bejoy Nambiar, uh, who we recently discussed his work because he did some of the directing on the Fame Game, quite a bit mm. of the directing on the Fame Game. Interesting. I actually don't see the parallels. It looks like he. Kind of lost half of his style because this is kind of this is very stylized. I would almost say like style over substance a lot of the time. It's really just trying camera work and speeding up the camera and different filters and things just to yeah. mess with you. Do you know who this really reminded me of? The, the directing here. Um, Danny Boyle. No, that's who it reminded me of. Greg Iraqi. Okay, I haven't really seen that many Iraqi. Yeah, but he does have a lot of. Uh, disaffected teens who murder people in his movies, so that checks out. Yeah, it might also be kind of that the the themes also felt somewhat similar to to Iraqi for me, but I, I see what you're saying with, with Boyle. It certainly has that as well. Uh, it stars Kalki Coughlin, Gulshan Devai, Shiv Pandit, Neil Bupalam, Kirti Kilhari, Rajiv Kandawal, and Rajkumar Rao. 
in a role that only lasts 15 minutes on screen, but, I mean, he makes quite an impression because he's Rajkumar Rao. I mean, it's probably the first role in the Rajkumar cop universe. So. Uh, Anurag Kashyap produced this film, and from what I understand, he agreed to produce it due to its similarities to his unreleased debut, Paunch, uh, which That's still hasn't come out, but is also about, like, five people who want to kind of kidnap somebody well not kidnap somebody they, they, i believe they become murderers but want to kind of like enjoy life and etc and go on an adventure and natural turn born to killers. a life of crime it's natural born killers yeah uh the film had relatively positive reviews it received six filmfare award nominations uh winning for best background score you know what it was a pretty good it background score. It was a pretty good background score. Uh, it was also shot in, I guess, like 12 days. Huh, uh, which wow. I think... It's very frenetic, so it It's sense. very frenetic, which I think, I guess, like, it was a lot of, like, going with the first take. Because yeah. uh, the cast were really nailing it. And, yeah, very frenetic film. Uh, do you want to explain the plot, Matt? Okay, so Kalki Kokla is a young girl named Amy. Or to believe she's like 16 or 17, I mm-hmm. think. She's come back to Mumbai from being in L.A. Yeah, the film was originally supposed to be set in L.A. Probably for the best that they didn't do that. I don't know if they would understand the racial tensions and everything. Like, this this seems like a movie that, like, if they handled it poorly, would turn into Crash. Not the one you were talking about, <laughs> but the other one, the Paul Haggis one, which is basically this sort of thing, another yeah. car crash movie, and kind of the ramifications of that expanding outwards through L.A. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think it makes more sense to set this in India. I don't know if they were really up to translating to the American experience. I mean, I'm not not able to do that. I'm a Canadian. Yeah, the film was also inspired by a real-life kidnapping case where, unfortunately, uh, the teenager who was kidnapped did not survive. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to me that it was based on something that really... Or somewhat inspired by something that really happened in India, but he had thought about setting it in L.A. I think it had to do with uh, who was going to produce the film at that stage. Anyways, back to the plot. Yeah, so she's come back to um, Mumbai. Uh, Her mother killed herself when she was younger and tried to kill her as well. Well, that's... (laughs) This is very subjective. Yeah, it's not revealed... At first, it, it takes a no, while. I mean, the first shot is her like being yeah, dragged underwater. That's fair. Like uh, her mother. It's telegraphed pretty early. That's fair. Yeah. So like her mother had obvious mental issues, and her father's overprotective. Yeah. And she's kind of chafing at this, and uh, seems to think that her mother's still alive and in an asylum. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure she's dead. Yeah. Um, and, and she uh, doesn't appreciate her stepmom at all, of course. Yeah, stepmom's only in like two scenes, so. Um, but um, she's rich, though, and she falls in with a bunch of other rich douchebags. Um, and kind of the main one is uh, Gulshan Davaya's character, Karen Chowdhury, a.k.a. KC, who is... Uh, you were saying that this is the evil version of Johnny 2, Johnny Na. Mm-hmm. Like a, oh, live life by your own rules, yeah. do whatever you want kind of guy. But he likes... You know, stealing things and well, all five of generally them. Generally, being have, a nuisance. You have that kind of that group in Johnny Two, Johnny Nine. I think it's five, right? Probably. Um, I don't really like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was saying as we were watching it, like this is the anti Johnny Two, Johnny Nine because it's about you know like youth exuberance, debauchery exuberance and exuberance, evil, yeah. but but really it's it shows how 
um, privileged these these kids are and empty they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Karen Chowdhury, uh, they go to a party and get a little hammered. And on the way home in his big Hummer H2, I think, uh, he accidentally hits uh, two guys on a scooter and mm-hmm. kills them pretty graphically, actually, because they kind of run over the body again after mm-hmm. they leave. Um, and, yeah, they start freaking out. Uh, Rajkumar Rao plays a sort of underachieving cop who yeah. figures out the case pretty quickly and tracks them down and says, uh, I need, uh, what, 25 lakhs in order to make this case go away? Mm-hmm. So now that they have this problem, they think, okay, well, how do we get some money? All of our parents are rich, um, but... Except for Kirti Kalhari. Because Kirti Kalhari yeah. and, uh, uh, Dushant, uh... Uh, that's Shiv Pandey's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a poor guy. He's like a drug dealer. And Kirti Kilhari is an aspiring actress. Um, so they come up with the scheme to kidnap uh, Kelki Coquelin and are too stupid to realize that if they all also go missing while doing this, it's going to look like they all got kidnapped instead of just her. Mm-hmm. So um, there's also a another cop, not uh, Rajkumar Rao, played by Rajiv Kandawal, Arvin Mather, who was introduced in a really interesting point of view sequence where he's moving through a rich guy's house and eventually throws him off a roof for, uh, if I remember correctly, he says something like, you're allowed to beat your wife and no one else. Mm-hmm. So he was obviously touching someone else's uh, lady. Uh, he throws that guy off of a, a first-story roof, so he's a bit of a cop on the edge. He's on the outs with his wife. There's a lot going on in this movie. Uh, but anyway, he's trying to figure out where the kids go, and the kids get more and more embroiled in violence and uh, start and start doing drugs and kind of break apart from each other, mm-hmm. and eventually something bad happens. Mm-hmm. How's that? It's pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a fair amount that happens. There, there is a lot that happens in this movie, and it's it at times feels maybe a bit like style over substance. It's a very stylish movie. Um, For 2011, there's a scene where like they remember a story of another kid who kidnapped his little brother because yeah. his cocaine got flushed down the toilet and he needed money. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like winky winky, point at the screen, sort of. Um, Edgar Wright style almost. Mm. Well, I guess it would be starting off around then too. So it's that sort of referential stuff, but also like camera tricks and uh, you know speeding up and using mm-hmm. a bunch of slow-mo. filters. Yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of slow-mo. Yeah. But I do... So like I, I could see you criticizing it for style over substance, but I do think that... Uh, this film does find, I don't know, like a, a good a good through line about uh, irredeemable youth. Well, I think the <laughs> lack I... of substance indicates the lack of substance in the kids. Like, they're empty, pleasure-seeking douchebags. Yeah. So, like, it, it makes sense that the movie would try and reflect that and get you into their headspace. Exactly. And so I like the way that the style of the film reflects these completely irredeemable protagonists that we have. Like, the only good guy is the one cop. Um, which, I don't Even I don't then, know. he throws a guy off of a building in his first scene. Yeah, like, I guess you kind of need someone to drive things forward and to anchor it on. I don't know if I completely needed him as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think like you it might have do... been more interesting if Rajkumar Rao was also in charge of investigating them. Like <laughs> maybe, like he was blackmailing them, but also supposedly trying to figure out where they were. 
But I do love how the film sets up how awful these people are. They're so banal. And then watching them fall apart is so it's pretty much satisfying. fun. Yeah. It's so satisfying. <laughs> because they're just, yeah, they're they're empty. And so I did kind of like that this film, I don't know, to me felt like it was giving a bit of a middle finger to the Johnny Two's Johnny Nas. Well, there's like, a lot of rich people trying to find themselves type movies. Yeah. And they're all pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. So apart from uh Zindigi Nemalegi Tomorrow, but no one dies in that movie. <laughs> like your Dil Chata Hayes and your Johnny Two, Johnny Nas. Uh, Even Yan Giovanni Hides another film with Kaki Copeland. Yeah. That I do really like. Um, but instead of kind of, yeah, I like the way that dismantles this kind of, this myth making about being young and free and finding yourself. There's so many Indian movies that are like. There's so many movies. There's yeah. so many stories about. It's so cool to be young. I remember being young. It sucked. Yeah, just like that really mythologized your late teens, going to college, early 20s. Um, But I like how this film is just like, no, actually, like. These people are terrible. (laughs) These people are terrible. And I bet that this got kind of like, people probably missed the point. It's sort of like Scott Pilgrim, how you're not supposed to actually like Scott Pilgrim at the beginning. Really? You think people like these characters? I bet they did. I mean, like, I, I do think Tumblr he's... girls in 2011, they oh, would love yeah, Kelky Coquelin. Like, oh, you know, I'm, a, I'm only damaged because I'm beautiful. That sort of shit. Yeah. That would have totally happened. I mean, I will say, I do think a lot of these performances are very good. They feel yeah. very... I, oh God, I hate these words, but they feel very raw. They feel very they in lived the moment. In. Yeah. Like, they, there's an immediacy to them. That then, then reading that the film took 12 days to film, I'm like, oh, that's, I think, part of where all that immediacy comes from, of just kind of, you know, like, it, it, so much of this film is, is on the edge, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for it to tip over. It's actually really interesting that... I guess it also kind of reminded me... I mean, it's it's more irredeemable, but I guess it also kind of reminds me of Go, in a way. Sure. Yeah. I don't think anyone important died in that movie, but there was a lot of drug dealing and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's actually really interesting, because I hadn't read the notes ahead of time, but that Amir Kashyap wasn't actually that involved. It was just similar to his movie. Cause well, I think that a he lot agreed of the, to produce So it. maybe he came on and helped a bit more because, like... I don't know. There's a chase scene that reminds me of Black, yes. of, uh, Black Friday. Um, I would say that kind of, you know, your dirty cop stuff is kind of Raman Raghavi. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's in the same ballpark for sure. And I would have thought that, oh, maybe he's sort of mentoring these sort of this other filmmaker. But uh, uh, there's also some deli belly here, too. I think mm-hmm. that's maybe a bit later but that's sort of kind of douchebags on a mission type movie. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, I like Kalki Kulklan. Anytime I can see Kalki Kulklan, I'm happy to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see people disliking this movie because everyone is irredeemable. Except mm-hmm. for, again, like the cop who kind of lands the He's case. mildly redeemable. But he's still, like, pretty corrupt. Again, he throws a, <laughs> a guy off of a one-story building in yeah. the first scene. <laughs> so... <laughs> I think there's only so much you can... He, he did look like a politician, though, so sure. Throw that guy out the window. I don't care. But I guess it kind of has... Ah, you know you know what this is also kind of like? Spring Breakers. Yes. It has... That, I don't think it's quite as nihilistic. No, it's not as quite as nihilistic as Spring Breakers, but it has that kind of 
descent towards chaos and nihilism that I always respond to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does have kind of a Spring Breakers-y vibe. And that kind of... If, if we dubstep are, had existed at this point, it would have been full of dubstep. Yeah, but just kind of that, like, we're having so much fun until we're not. Until you wake up and you realize that everything around you what's that other is one about, decaying. Everything that? around you is 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 bad. What's that other... I think it's a bachelor party movie, Dirty Pretty Things, where they accidentally kill a stripper at a bachelor party and then they cover it up. Uh, maybe. I think that's what it was called. There's a lot of these sort of movies. People love seeing rich assholes get their comeuppance. I do. Yeah. It's one of the pleasures of cinema. Yeah. So, um, yeah, music was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the first five minutes or so, I'm just like, are these, is this the cast of which which I'm supposed to go on this adventure? But once I realized that I'm supposed to hate all of them, I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. I was worried there for a minute because usually when I'm hating those characters. I'm usually stuck with them for two and a half hours. And I'm supposed to like them. But this time, no. Yeah, I think that's part of why we found it so refreshing. Like, oh, we're supposed to hate these guys. Excellent. Yeah, I'm supposed to not care about this rich kid being sad that his mom doesn't like him or whatever. Good. <laughs> that's a really hackneyed plot point that comes up all the time. Despite all of these things that I did enjoy in the film and that I like about the film and I like the way that it's maybe playing with your expectations about... I mean, I think people know when they sit down to watch a film... Called Shaitan? Yeah, called Shaitan. Yeah. That they, they know it's not... I mean, they're probably thinking it's going to be a horror film, but they know it's yeah. not going to be... The The title kind of reminds me of like, Sorcerer. Yeah, and it also... No one ever thinks Sorcerer is a film about a, a truck driving through the jungle. Yeah, and I think specifically, but it's very evocative. diegetically, Kalki Kokolan, when they're having a staring contest, says that she's the devil yeah. trying to make someone blink. Yes. Which kind of oh. is. <laughs> it makes sense. I don't know. She's She's got a very f***ed up history. Yeah, yeah. Um, so despite the fact that I like all these elements of, you know, and, 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 and what this film is doing, I do feel like there, at times, it feels maybe a little half-baked. I don't Contrived, know if they... Yeah fully thought through all of these characters. Yeah. And I do I do kind of find some of the stuff with um, Kalki Hoagland and how it's revealed a bit it, hackneyed and cliche. I would say that it... But she gives a great performance. I would say that it kind of glamorizes suicide a little bit. Hmm. It's shot in kind of a cool way and like everything's in slow-mo. Well, I guess that's... Like it, it, it makes it look kind of like a perfume ad. I guess that's the question is putting the suicide suicide aside. I mean, I, I do agree with you there. But does it glamorize debauchery? You know? I don't think they get enough time to debauch hmm. for it to be glamorized. They're, they're debauching for maybe 12 minutes. Yeah. And then after that, they're basically on the run from their own failures. So I don't think it... I, but the suicide stuff is, was a little weird. Yeah. Just a little too glamorous. Yeah, because I feel like a lesser film does spend a bit more time showing how fun it is to be bad and privileged before you flip the script. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the films, one of the things that this film does well is that they really, at no point, at no point does it ask you to like these people. At no point does it ask you to like really identify You're kind of supposed them. to like at least empathize with Kelki Coquelin a lot. Yeah. Her mother killed herself and she's... 
going through a tough time. She's so she the, is the intro character too, so she meets all these people. She's the one who's most humanized. I mean, I do think you feel kind of bad for Kilti Kalhari too. Yeah, and the other guy, the um, Pathan guy. No, he's not a Pathan. What is he? He's a Parsi. Parsi? Oh, Bupalam. The, Par- the Parsi guy. Like, he's he's one of those guys who... Uh, Casey and the drug dealer guy. Like, they yeah. just go too far, yeah. basically. And the other ones are along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also a good film about kind of group dynamics, I think. Yeah. And... And things and relationships things going between wrong. people this age and like yeah. who's in love with who, etc. Doesn't really dwell on that too much, but there's yeah. a lot of it. It's good. It's streaming on Netflix. Yeah, um, I liked it. Yeah, it's 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 a good movie. I I didn't like. We should rate the car crash though. Pretty brutal. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Yeah. Yeah, not a not a pleasant car crash. I mean, there are well, a, he, there they, are a lot of pleasant. They ones. roll back over. Yeah. them, right. It's oh. one of those double tap type situations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And we never hear anything about these people who get killed. No. Like they're just anonymous, basically, yeah. which different from the other two films, and also probably worse in that sense of they're not characters at all. They're just an obstacle. Well, yeah, because kind of as we're gonna see with these other films too, like everyone in this world is corrupt. Mm-hmm. Even our one good guy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. All right, so um, speaking of the debauchery. Uh, the Kamar Cop universe? No, the debauchery. We're going to go to our interval song. Oh, sure. This is Hawa Hawaii uh, from Shaitan. And this is probably the only fun song among these three films. The only bop. <laughs> yeah. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Life as a business owner can be hectic, to say the least. Alberta Blue Cross understands that. They offer flexible health, dental, life, and disability coverage for your employees. Even better, you can let your staff enroll and manage their coverage at any time and on any device. That makes life easier for them and for you. You've got this when it comes to group coverage for your small business, and Alberta Blue Cross has got your back. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. At ATB, we make banking work for you. With expert and practical advice in everyday banking and investment planning expertise and management services with ATB Wealth, you can be confident that you're making smart choices when it comes to your money. We have a history of doing what's right for our clients, especially when times are tough, because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit atb.com. So that was Hawa Hawaii from Shaitan. And next up we've got Talash, The Answers Lie Within, which is a very important film in the Biffle mythology. Yes. Now I'm going to put our cards on the table. I don't know if we can adequately talk about this film without com- ruining it at some point. We should. So, we'll have a spoiler zone. Yeah, we will. It's a, good, it's it. a good twist. Yeah. Uh, the film is streaming on Netflix. It's not that difficult to find. Um, it's a pretty popular film. So if you haven't seen if it, if you yeah. haven't seen it, go we, check it out. We really do recommend it. Uh, this was our second time watching it, and actually, one of my favorite. I think I liked it even more this time. One of my favorite Amir Khan movies, probably. Oh yeah. Uh, it was before I really knew kind of his whole deal, 
It was like, this guy's a pretty good actor. Didn't really know his, like, his philosophical bent and being an alien and all of his weird faces that he does all the time. This one is, he's just down the, down the middle. Yeah. Uh, so this came out in 2012, directed by Rima Kakti, stars... Speaking of directors I can't get a read on, Rima Kakti, who I like. She did Honeymoon, This, and Gold, right? Yeah, Honeymoon Private Limited, which... Which was a farce? A wild movie. Mm-hmm. Then Talash, which is also a wild movie. And then Gold. Uh, and then Gold, which I find kind of a unremarkable sports biopic. Uh, and then also uh, made, made in Heaven. Because she's also written a lot of movies for yeah. uh, Zoya Akhtar, right? Yeah, she writes for Zoya Akhtar. So she's in the whole Excel Studios kind of... Tiger Baby, yeah. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. So... I feel like they're kind of a collective almost. Her mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, what's the other one who directed Made in Heaven? Alan Krita Srivastava? Alan Krita Srivastava, yeah. Or yeah. Zoya Akhtar. Yeah, like, they all, I, th- yeah, it's it's difficult to point out a Rima Kekti effort apart from those. I guess, like, Excel does a lot of weird stuff. They did Koi Johnny Na, so, like, <laughs> there's, there's some bizarre things in the background there, but, uh, um... Yeah, I feel like did Rima so she she founded she founded Tiger Baby along with Zoya Akhtar. Yeah, did so. she do any Made in Heaven or was that all Alan Krita Srivastava? Um, I feel like she probably wrote some of it. Yeah, she wrote it. Yeah, Rima, she wrote it with Zoya Akhtar and Alan Krita Srivastava. Yeah, they're they're kind of like a whole unit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess she is the outliner because none of the rest of them are doing. Uh, actually, Kumar's sports biopics. That's weird. Yeah, I, I, like, I've seen all three films she's directed, and I would say two of them I give a very enthusiastic thumbs up. Yeah, Honeymoon was fun. And, and one of them, I don't know if I stayed awake for it all. Maybe she did it for the money. Uh, anyway, so this features Amir Khan. Maybe I should give it another shot, because I do like these other two films quite a bit. And don't I, worry, there's like six other... Uh, Actually, Kumar movies out this year. We'll have to watch. So, uh, again, Amir Khan, Karina Kapoor. I think this is the first time I'd ever seen Karina Kapoor, and she's a very interesting um, screen presence. Yeah, this so, she's kind of fascinated from the get go. She's one hundred percent in her element in this film too. She's just yeah, she looks amazing, and she just she has this quality in this film. Rani Mukherjee, who I forgot was in this movie, and. Doesn't really have a big part. She's, mm-hmm. I'll say it in a second. Uh, Nwazdin Siddiqui, which this is in kind of the era where he's always a small time hustler getting busted and beaten up by cops. Yeah. So, but this is probably the best he ever did at that. Mm, maybe. Like, this is, he's good in this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Rajkumar Rao as a cop. Oh, and also time. his character's name is Timur. Timur. Which I thought was really funny because obviously maybe that's what Karina named yeah. her son. She really liked working with Nwazdin Siddiqui and their characters had a. Very horrible relationship. <laughs> uh, and Rajkumar Rao is a good cop this time. So mm-hmm. in my chronology, I think this... Maybe he leaves... No, they're both in Mumbai. I don't know. I don't know how Bad Haido <laughs> works out in this whole uh, cinematic universe. It's very confusing. Right. Um, yeah. So this was overall very positively reviewed. It was the eighth highest grossing Bollywood film of 2012. Mm-hmm. With good reason. I was surprised it didn't have more awards nominations because it's just, it's a very, it's a very slick production. It's very At the risk of spoiling anything, I think that the, uh, 
like cinematography and lighting should get a shout out. Yeah. Because it's used to an interesting way. This is a great script too. Yeah. 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 It's it's like a what do you call it? like a. Uh, and Karina Kapoor is giving an incredible performance. It's a movie for adults, right? Like, yeah. it's about just kind of a thriller, and you gotta go on this adventure and figure out what happened, and you have a good time when you do it. Yeah. So Amir Khan plays a detective who is reeling from a personal tragedy in mm-hmm. his past. So you can say Randy. What it is. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> Randy Mukherjee plays his wife. And I can't remember how far before the events of the film. Is this just about a year before the events of the film? Yeah, it wasn't long ago. Yeah. He's, uh, they're both pretty shell-shocked. His son drowned. and Not only drowned, he stole a, a <laughs> uh, like a speedboat and flipped it over. Yeah, they were out for a day at the beach. Uh, the two of them, their son and their son's friend... The son and his friend ask if they can go for a go, walk. Go for a walk, and they they steal a boat and they flip it over. And unfortunately, uh, they are Amir Khan is unable to save his son. He does save his friend though, and there's a scene later on where they run into that friend again, and it's very awkward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure the friend is extremely grateful. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure, the like, friend is not dealing well with having almost drowned and his friend having died. But, it's you know. a walk hard, wrong kid died scenario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Amir Khan is, he's not coping at all. And he spends... He's not sleeping. He's not sleeping. He's, he's thrown himself into his work. And his latest case is a hotshot up-and-coming actor has essentially driven into the ocean. Like, driven off the road and into the ocean. I forget the name drowned. of that road, but it is, like, yeah. that really famous seawall road. Yeah. And, yeah, he just blasts his car right over the edge. Yeah. And so it's it's unclear if this is an accident, if it's suicide, and Amir Khan has to start to dig in to what has ha- happened. And as he's digging in, he uncovers that this actor has kind of been associated he's with been, some shady characters naughty. in town and Amir Khan becomes very good friends with Karina Kapoor who plays a prostitute who is somehow associated with him named and Rosie. this prostitute named Rosie uh, kind of guides him and gives him clues along the way so that he can uh, figure out what all this is going about what is going on and what 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 has actually happened. What's actually at the center of this car crash? And Wazidine Siddiqui plays a brothel owner's son, if I remember right. Yeah. Who's in love with another prostitute and is trying to make enough money for them to get away. I think he's also got a club foot. Yeah. So he's like pretty low down in society. There's also a medium who keeps knocking on Randy Mukherjee's door because she can talk to the spirit of their deceased son. Supposedly. Supposedly. And believes that the son is trying to communicate with his parents. Now, we don't really know if like she's telling the truth or if she's a huckster. But the disbelief in the the supernatural does kind of become an important plot point at some point in this film. Yeah. Um, This is a very layered film. Uh, It's really, it's kind of slow at times, but Mm -hmm. it's never... It's contemplative. Yeah, it's contemplative, but it's always engrossing. It's never dull. Even though we know the mystery, like we watched this probably four or five years ago. Yeah. But even though we know what was going to happen, it's still 
like really good. Yeah, this. I thought maybe I could kind of blow it off a little bit because it's like, okay, I've seen this, and quite memorably, I did call the ending about. Well, I, I did call like one big plot point about half an hour in, and you yeah. were completely flabbergasted. Had no idea what I was talking about, and then I was right. You were right. But like, even though I had that going with for me, and I'd seen the movie, and like I was pretty sure I remembered most of the ins and the outs. Like halfway through, I'm just like riveted again. Yeah, this is one of the films we watched when we were first starting to get into Bollywood and Before thinking the podcast. about doing this podcast. Um, and and yeah, it, it blew me away, and I, I liked it even more this time around. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe just because of everything I've seen since, I could really appreciate the level that this film was working on, or how more of a familiarity these... with the actors. Yeah, or again, maybe because I, I know the twists and the turns of the plot already, just kind of seeing how they're all set up and how they, they reveal themselves. Like, really, I don't want to give too much away, although it is a, a popular film that's a, that's a bit older at this point, so I do think a lot it's of people 10 years old, yeah. are familiar with it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's really kind of firing on all cylinders. Amir Khan gives this really kind of steely performance of this, of this tortured man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really kind of keeps it all beneath the surface in a way that I think is really effective. It's not the sort of actor that you want to be compared to a lot, but he kind of reminded me of Mel Gibson in Signs. Okay, Just yeah. someone who's completely broken and then actually has to kind of rise up and do something. Yeah. Like, Mel Gibson, for all of his faults, like... He was pretty good in some movies and was pretty good at, like, a haunted guy. Yeah. He was great at that. Yeah. So, that was kind of that level, i say. Yeah. Karina Kapoor just brings, like, all of her charm to the forefront. And there's such a sadness mm-hmm. in this performance. I, I We really need to see that film, um, the kind of more art housey film that she did, where she, I believe, plays a prostitute. We're hoping um, with a heart of gold again. Well, it just, it makes me, this performance, I, I just wanted more from more from her. Like, I think yeah. the film, the film really has to, in order for the film to work, you really have to believe in that relationship that develops between Amir Khan and Karina Kapoor. And you also can't see her that much. No, you don't see her that much. And, and at no point is it ever romanticized or sexualized, like, but they have this, this kind of intellectual chemistry and this emotional chemistry it's just not um you know you you never for a second think that amir khan is going to like give in to you know the the pleasures of the flesh or whatever she's not um, really off he's never that. gonna he's never gonna sleep with her you know you know apart that. from the first like maybe interaction i don't think it's ever really on the table exactly once they actually talk to each other and realize Kind so of it's kindred souls. Yeah, it's not, exactly. So as opposed to like having sexual tension, it's yeah, it's very much they're these kindred souls kind of haunting the haunted by yeah. by these tragedies that have happened and haunting the streets of uh, Mumbai. Yeah. At night, not sleeping, you know? Yeah, mu- they're I, night people. I really love how Mumbai is presented very seedy. in you this film. You get a lot film. of the red light district type stuff. It's seedy, it's haunted, it's there's just kind of an underlying sadness to everything that... There's an opening montage of just like... Is this film a vibe? I think this film might be a vibe. Yeah. Uh, something... I don't know why this bothers me, but there's an opening montage where like, you just see various night people, basically. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it always like just bothers me when you see like 
old people try, just trying to live their lives. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of young dipshits running around being drunk or mm. like, I don't know, like, it's like if you lived in Las Vegas or something and you'd have to just see like a pensioner just trying to get through their day and they have to deal with all these assholes. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason that always bothers me. And like, why is an old person out that late? Do they still have to work? You know, like, so it kind of just touches on that. Uh, in many ways, there's just lots of unfortunate situations that you're just kind of seeing the outside edge of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we do you wanna... get that though? Like old, an old person out on white Ave where we live when it's like Friday night and you're like, leave her alone she's just trying to go to the 7-eleven like it, it it bugs me yeah i don't know why uh do you want to go to the spoiler zone is there anything you want to say before we go to the spoiler zone i'd forgotten that rani Mukherjee was in this this would have been one of the earlier ones we'd seen from her uh it's not a huge role for her she's good at it yeah she always looks great um but uh it's not her most interesting role yeah it's not a she just a plays Mukherjee the grieving film. mother slash wife yeah, and she has to... But she also plays it kind of close to the t- chest. This this film is such an exercise in, like, subdued emotions. Yeah, he never <laughs> flips out and... Well, they beat up Nuazdin Siddiqui a little bit, but uh, actually... There's some good action scenes. Yeah. Uh, Nuaz actually gets kind of a reprieve, too. They're, like, they're looking for Shashi, and it's like, tell us if you ever find Shashi. And he's like, wait, I can go? Okay, great. After only getting beat up a little bit. That's that's where my standards are now for movies <laughs> with a cop in them. Like, how much did they really beat up a witness? How how much police brutality did they exert on this situation? Not that much? Okay, that's pretty good. Let's go to the spoiler zone. Okay. Okay, so the very first time we watched this film, about, like, 20 minutes, half an hour in, Matt turns to me and said, she says, she's a ghost. And I'm just like, no, no way. And you're like, 100%, she's a ghost. Continue to watch the film. I continue to think you're crazy. And she's a ghost. She's a ghost. The movie is Ghost Hooker. We, we affectionately call this movie Not to Lash, The Answer Lies Within. We call it Ghost Tucker. <laughs> I didn't even know about the subtitle until I saw it again the other day. <laughs> just thought it was Talash, a.k.a. the movie where I was right. <laughs> um, and I think... So I was talking about cinematography earlier. She is kind of lit yeah. in different ways from the other... And her skin looks amazing. Skin okay, looks amazing, do you want to like, say what happens? But she's, like, she'll often be in a crowd scene and they're acting around her. Yeah. Like, Nawazuddin Siddiqui is, like... He's excited because he got off the phone and he's going to make a big deal and she's there, it's, but he's talking to himself Yeah, and, and it, she's not like, it's almost like she was photoshopped in. It's easy not to pick up on. And I have seen some places where people say that this film is like a Bollywood ripoff of The Sixth Sense, which is completely no. unfair. No, that's it's, not really how The Sixth Sense goes. It's nothing like The Sixth Sense. Like... Revealing... It's not trying to be scary, for one. And no. The Sixth Sense has some horror moments. And The Sixth Sense doesn't own revealing a character is actually a ghost. Like, yeah. in the same way that Fight Club doesn't own revealing that a character is actually someone's, like, alternate personality. You yeah, know? Like... Harvey owns that. <laughs> Harvey doesn't own that either, I don't think. <laughs> That's really not what Harvey is either. <laughs> it's, it's a trope. Yeah. But it's a good one. Yeah, like... Um, so do you want to explain what... 
So this for is, those who maybe haven't seen it, this recently. is where the the vehicular homicide comes up. Yeah, because in it, like at the beginning, there's the crash, and we kind of think, well, did he kill himself, or yeah. was this something wrong with his car? How'd that go? But we find out that Karina Kapoor was hired to hang out with the star and his douchebag buddies. Three years ago. Three years ago. And and one of his friends in the back of the car gets pretty handsy with her. Yeah. And the car door opened and she and the friend fell out and they they pick the friend up and take him to the hospital but they leave her there to die. And he's in a coma too. Or yeah. he's like vegetative basically. So he didn't get off that easy either falling out of a moving car. But yeah, she died. Yeah. And... It's, and then they bury her body. And well, I think the pimp does. Yeah. Because I don't see those guys getting their hands dirty and they sped off. Like, they're not coming back. And then they're covering it up and then yeah. blackmail, of course. Yeah. And she's like, uh, you know, she has, what do they call it for ghosts? Unfinished business to do. Yeah. You know? So she does it and she finds someone to help solve her murder in addition to the Bollywood guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's really good. It's a really good... Um, reveal because especially at that point like you really do care about her and I think kind of having that that dual grief of Amir Khan's character is able to kind of transfer his grief over his son's passing into kind of following this case and and revealing her murder mm-hmm you know, and so she kind of finds she finds the right broken man to to help her kind of come come to to life. Not to life, but to kind of yeah, to to finish that business, to kind of to find um peace yeah. in in her afterlife. And they it's pretty intelligent the way that scenes in which they're together but other people would have been around He's embarrassed because he's talking to a prostitute and he thinks like, oh, they're going to think I'm, you know, cheating on my wife. All the police officers are going to laugh at me. But they're actually thinking, why is that weirdo talking to himself? Yeah, it's it's really well done. Yeah, it's a really kind of it's a balancing act of a film for sure, because all of this could fall apart. But I think Kagti presents it in in such a way that feels so delicate and mm-hmm. and so human, while at the same time never betraying the kind of crime thriller genre that it is. I think the ultimate villain is kind of boring, though. Okay. Like, the situation is pretty dire, but... It's not really a satisfying conclusion. The real conclusion is Nwazuddin Siddiqui and his trying to get the money. Right. That's, there's like two emotional cores basically because he's a pretty bad guy, but also you see where he's come from and he wants to get out of it and he's got this nice relationship. And he's like. He's trying hard to get out of, like, get out of the the gutter. The disabled, so you can kind of, he has like a leg that he drags. So you can kind of see how. He's been treated potentially his whole life. Yeah. So you're kind of, I don't know, I was kind of rooting for him. Yeah. There's like a money exchange here at the end of the movie and you're hoping he can get away. But there's well, a pretty think- good chase scene that happens and it's, I think that his t-shirt has John Paul Belmondo mm. from Breathless in it. And if you know how that movie goes, you might have an idea how this goes. So like, 
Uh, I always kind of like that small-time hustler tries to make a big story. Well, I think unlike Shaitan, where everyone is completely irredeemable and, and you kind of enjoy hating everyone and seeing them get their comeuppance, I think this film does a really good job of showing that everyone... That there's that there's humanity within everyone. Except for that one guy. The main bad guy. Right. He sucks. But He's a coward. But I do like how everyone here is kind of painted in shades of gray. Well, that brings us to the last film in this little triptych. I think all these films go together very nicely. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we didn't discuss too much about, like, the privilege that exists within Talash, but... It's, it's, it's Bollywood it's, rich guys. Yeah, it's part of the, the reveal within the spoiler zone. Yeah. Um, so Jalsa recently came out. It's streaming on Amazon Prime Video. It was the inspiration for this episode. Directed by Suresh Triveni. Stars Vidya Balan, Shafali Shah, Rohini Hatangadi, Manav Kul, and Vidhatri Bhandi. Uh, it's received mostly positive reviews. Um, and as it's gone straight to streaming, I don't really know <laughs> how popular this film is at all. <laughs> it's got Manav Kul in it, who is also in the fame game. So yeah. We'll see him again pretty soon after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I should explain the plot. Yeah. So, uh, Vidya Balan is like the anchor of what appears to be like a web news thing. Yeah. And, and her, she believes in the truth. Yeah. She's a real crusading journalist. And she's introduced kind of holding this older, presumably government guy to accord, like they're doing an interview and yeah. he eventually just doesn't say anything and she stays there the whole time mm-hmm. and it becomes like a, a meme, basically. Like she, she held this guy's feet to the fire. Mm-hmm. So in kind of celebrating after that, her and her um, producer get a little drunk and uh, he stays the night at the office and she drives home. Yeah, because her driver's ditched her. Her, her driver, driver ditched her, her, yeah. Um, and on the way, she accidentally runs over a girl. Um, the girl is backing out of a train station where she's gone with a boy who gets a little forward with her. A little handsy. He, she's trying to do, like, influencer stuff. Yeah, she wants to be a TikTok star. Yeah, and it's also, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing a video of kind of, like, a music video I guess probably like she'll lip sync and then put music over it afterwards and they get in this little fight and she backs away from it and gets hit by the car yeah Uh, and instead of calling the cops or taking this girl to the hospital well you wouldn't want to move her neck you're like you gotta call the cops Vidya Balan just drives away well she's like (laughs) she's known for having a ton of integrity and is like an important person. So if it was ever to come out that she was drunk driving, that's her career over. But also, that's journalism. <laughs> um, actually, fairly similar to uh, uh, Pato Lok. What's his nut? The the one. The, Niraj the news, Kabi. Yeah, Niraj Kabi's character, yeah. kind of that sort of journalist with feet of clay. Yeah. Um, so she goes home and freaks out. Uh, her mother lives with her, and as does her son, which I think we figured out he has cerebral palsy. Yeah, he clearly has cerebral palsy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they have a nice relationship, but it's kind of strained. Yeah. And uh, Shafali Shah... The son gets along better with Shafali Shah. Yeah, Shafali Shah <laughs> plays... I think her name is Ruxana. And she's a uh, cook for the uh, um, Vidya Balan's house. And she gets along great with the kid, hangs out with him all day long. She has her own son. Her own comes son over. comes by and hangs out sometimes. And they have kind of a odd relationship. Like, you know, he knows that 
the the cerebral palsy kid's like pretty rich and he shouldn't like him, but also he makes fun of him. Mm-hmm. But it's a very realistic sort of portrayal of how that would go, I think, with yeah, kids. I think so. But wouldn't you know it, the girl that Video Balan ran over was Shafali Shah's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she actually figures this out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. although the movie. I think it cheats a little bit and holds some pretty important stuff till almost the very end. Mm. Um, two things, like how how the cops are trying to broker a deal between Shafali Shah's family and the mysterious rich person who hit their child. Like, and we should say she does survive. Yeah, the she girl survives. survives. She's, she's in, in the hospital. Yeah, and then and whoever car. runs her over talks to the cops and then tries to pay off her family. Yeah, and we, I found that kind of confusing. Like we didn't, we never saw a scene of Vidya Balan doing that. We only find out later. And Vidya Balan also is paying all her hospital bills. Yeah, yeah. So, but just out of the kindness of her heart, because this is her, her staff member's daughter. Yeah, kind of a noblesse oblige thing. But meanwhile, there's a reporter yeah, in her there's office a reporter. who wants to prove herself and thinks that this case is the way that she can prove herself. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to solve is the it. Sort of the thing, cops are covering something up. Yeah, this is the sort of thing that always falls through the cracks. But our show is known for getting to the truth. And Vidya Balan's character probably should have just squashed the story or found something else for this girl to do. But, uh, Instead, she lets it go for no reason. I, it, I, it would hurt her integrity, I guess, to not let this happen. But also, she is literally the culprit of the crime. I like this film a lot. I think you get some great performances from Bidia Balan and Shafali Shah. Uh, and they really, at points in this film, kind of get to go at it. Shafali Shah is really good at looking haunted, but also incredibly angry. <laughs> yes. Like, she looks like... An angry ghost. Yeah. And this is one of um, Vidya Balan's more kind of reserved performances. She has incredible range. I think people know what I mean when I say that. This is closer to No One Killed Jessica. Or Sharni. Yeah. Like, news person, kind of high-status person. Yeah, it's not the dirty picture. It's not Shakuntala Debbie. It's her kind of really, you know, she's, like you said, integrity, dignity. Kind of Mission Mongol, too. Mother in a high-stress job. Mission Mongol, she's a bit more kind of like... She's teaching kooky. us about math. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's a, it's a great vehicle uh-huh. uh, for... We should call this episode Star Vehicles. <laughs> there you go. It's a great vehicle for the, the pair of them, I think. They they get like these interesting meaty roles, and I mean I shouldn't have to say this, but you don't get it, a lot of that. You don't get a lot of that for women their age. Yeah, um, and so I do. Although Pidgey Balan does pretty well. Yeah, I think she gets two or three good roles a year usually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Shafali Shah less so. I mean, she's great in Delhi Crime. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think Shafali Shah is always good, but it, but it's true. I think she's not do, really the marquee person. Yeah, we do see less of her, but it is exciting to have a film with kind of two uh, actresses of their age and their yeah. stature, kind of like really, um, you know, you know, like like Gulab Gang, you know, yeah. like it's just it's that that feels very rare and very special. I do wish that the film it feels like it held together better. Well, I I feel like it ends. Just when it's getting going, like it's well, a really kind of it has, two, it has like a fake out ending. Yeah, and then there's the real ending. Like I really like the fake out ending because that was like the super bummer ending. Yeah, 
That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been a very brutal walk out of the theater had we gone to the theater, had it been in a theater. But uh, the actual ending, you know, they're going to have to reconcile this. Yeah. It's a very... Slow. It's a little trite. Like, the ending's a little trite. Yeah. The film is a slow simmer for such a long time. And you're just waiting for it to boil. Yeah. And it finally gets to just about a boil. And then I feel like they shut off the... the like, they turn off the stove. What would that conversation even be like, though? <laughs> like, we're imagining this huge blowout. But it's also, like, just kind of a crazy coincidence. So, yeah. I don't... Yeah. I thought that it cheated. Like... It withheld some information just for its own dramatic purposes. Well, I and mean, it is a thriller. It's a thriller, but also, like, it. I didn't find that the missing parts, I was curious as to what they were. Right, I felt like, like all, I was almost just, like, missing something. All this stuff with this politician and his, um, his billboard, like... Well, yeah. I was also thinking the young reporter, we found out that her uncle is a cop mm-hmm. who's been working on this case... And we find out, like, way later on, something that's pretty important. Yeah. And I just thought that I'd missed something, or maybe they just didn't explain it well. And it didn't feel like, oh, here's an interesting clue you'll find out later. It was more like, did they forget to put that in the movie? Yeah, I will... Yeah, I I don't think maybe, like... It doesn't work quite like a puzzle, which maybe to have those kind of reveals later on it needed to. But I do think these... These two central performances are very strong and I think ultimately kind of compensate for some of the weaker parts of the film. Yeah. Video Ballon's house looks really nice. I love when Video Ballon gets stuck in that like parade for the politician. I think that's... It's not the politician. It's the guy that uh, uh, had his sign up. Yeah. And I think he's like a local sort of Don type guy. Oh, he's not a politician? Okay. Well, he grabs his son and beats him up and like he's... He's dressed all flashy, and he appears to own, like, a barrel company, but it's his birthday party. Yeah. I kind of like that guy. <laughs> he's got a great face. Yeah, and he's doing, like, this hand thing. I mean, you can see why I thought he was a politician. He, he did have very politician vibes, yeah. Uh, Anyways. I just thought um, of this, but I, think when I, she hope gets... if, I hope that if they do a Dilly Kybe season two... Shafali Shaw's character doesn't have to solve that one too because she was so sad after the first mystery. It was so brutal. I'm just saying, I like how it's shot when Video Bellings gets stuck. Yeah, no, that's a great scene. Very, it's a great scene. Very suspenseful. It's a great scene. That's where I thought the movie should have ended. Mm. But uh, ultimately, I mean, we really like Talash. Shaitan's pretty good. This one, I would say, is on the pretty good side. Yeah, I like all three of these films. I'd probably rank them about this. I I probably I mean Talash is my favorite and then I, I do think the other two are kind of even for me. Mm-hmm. Um Shaitan just has a lot of life going for it. Yeah, but I do think Jalsa, like it's very I like the character studies here. I think it's really well shot. I will um, say that the I found the background score in Jalsa kind of boring and sort of cloying, but then it ramped up at the end and I thought that was great. But it like it could have used a few more peaks and valleys in the soundscape. Yeah, I just, I think Jalsa had the potential to be, like, a really great movie. Um, And instead, I think it kind of squanders what it has going for it in the third act. Mm -hmm. Um, I still really like it. And to be clear, Vidya Balan's character is not, like, being devious and apart from kind of withholding some information from her employee. Like, she's not trying to trick Shafali Shah or mess with her. 
she's really just trying to avoid her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that brings us... What did we learn? What did we learn? That rich people are going to try and get away with... Uh, yeah. Okay. So what, what do you think all three of these films have to say about privilege? Because they're, they all feature privileged people trying to uh, not pay the consequences um, for their actions. Again, these are rich people. For their people, disastrous actions. Rich people in their fancy cars... Mm-hmm. Insulated from the rest of the world, caught up in their rich people problems, yeah. and meanwhile running over poor people, essentially, yeah. uh, figuratively or literally. Um, and and I, even though I think it is just kind of a class divide, and also that cars alienate people. Yeah, and I think even though we don't really get a sense of kind of the 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 people who who die in Shaitan. Um, I do think kind of... That's the, the point. They're nothing. Yeah. I do think what all three of these films have to say about class, especially the upper class, um, but about kind of that class divide is really important. Yeah. It's really central to all of them. Anyway, uh, if you see a rich person's car slash their tires in Kia. Oh my God, Matt. In Minecraft. Don't do it in real life. Okay. I would never say to do that in real life. What are you talking about? Oh my god. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. What What are we going to be doing next time, Matt? Uh, so this is a, another genre. Not one that you came up with, but <laughs> it's still a pretty good one. So we're going to be looking at kind of revisionist Bollywood westerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pan Singh Tamar with Irfan Khan. Uh, Sancharia with uh, Sushan Singh Rajput and uh, Manoj Bajpai, close personal friend of the show, and uh, Tar, which is uh, Harsh Vedan Kapoor and Anil Kapoor, mm-hmm. just came out. Yeah, we're getting ready to do our mid-year review, so if you have any favorite films from the first half of the year, uh, let us know so we can check them out. But uh, we were able to knock one of the films off with this episode, and we'll be able to knock one off with our next episode with Thar. I don't know if that's the best uh, uh, phrase to use in this situation, knock one off. Oh, God. Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. uh, But yeah, but that'll be coming next, and then after that, we'll be doing the mid-year review. So um, yeah, if people want to send us any suggestions, let us know. That will be out in, well, the major review will be out in about a month, but our Revisionist Westerns episode will be out in about two weeks. In the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? At Bollywood Pod, at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S, at Aaron E. Fraser, Facebook.com slash Bollywood for Lovers, Tumblr.com slash Bollywood for Lovers. Uh, rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Please let us know if there's a review, too. They don't always tell us. And you have a show too. What's the other one? Yes, uh, I do a show. <laughs> a with show too. <laughs> Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art in the Movies. Uh, we're working on a Curtis Hansen episode right now. So, underloved filmmaker. Yes, I'm a. I, I love Curtis Hansen. I'm excited to talk about uh, why he's underappreciated. And so we're discussing Wonder Boys and in her shoes. I think by the end of this, you'll have done probably like two thirds of his filmography on your show. Fair amount. Yeah, I, I, I really like Curtis Hansen. He, he comes up a lot. <laughs> He made one of my favorite movies of all time, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, stay safe out there. <laughs>